0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. So uh, thank you, worship team. So thankful for uh, those who came up and shared about the ministries. It's, uh, uh, I think they've ministered to us already this morning. Just so grateful and thankful for them. Um, it's just a blessing to hear when God is using the body. Uh, it does so much for my soul. I don't know about you. Um, just so grateful. Um, We have a body here at Abundant Life that's serious about the gospel, we're serious about discipleship, we're serious about serving God. And uh, I'm so grateful to be a part um, of that. Um, We're gonna jump right into our sermon for today. As you guys know, last week, um, we uh, went into the third part of the series, which was serving God. Today, we're gonna be talking about serving with humility uh, next week, we'll be, uh, Pastor Valerie will come on our online service and talk to us about serving uh, community, and then I'll be back to, ser- uh, to, to close out the series on serving wholeheartedly. Um, so we're thankful again for that. Let's uh, get right into God's Word. Um, we're going to be in Philippians today, Philippians chapter 2. Um, We're going to be going verses 1 through 11. That's Philippians chapter 2. We're going to be talking about imitating uh, Christ's humility. In verse 1, it reads like this. It says, Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion... Then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit, one of mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. In your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. We just sang that. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Father, we thank you today uh, for what you have for us, God. We come seeking your face, God. We come looking to see what it is that you want to say to us as individuals, as families, and as a body. God, we pray, Father, that you'd give us ears to hear today. We pray, Father, that your vessel would speak clearly today. We pray, God, that you would just do what only divinity can do, Father. Move forward in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God delights in selfless people. In the mid-1800s, Booker T. Washington, the renowned black educator, was an outstanding example of this truth. Shortly after he took the presidency of Tuskegee Institute in Alabama, now Tuskegee University, he was walking in an exclusive section of town when a woman approached him and asked him if, she, if he would chop some wood for her. Now knowing, not knowing who the Mr. Washington was by sight, she asked if he would like to earn a few dollars. Because he had no pressing business at the moment, Professor Washington rolled up his sleeves and proceeded to do the humble chore that she requested. When he finished, he carried the logs into her house and stacked them by the fireplace. A little while later, a little girl recognized who Mr. Washington was, and she later revealed his identity to the woman. The next morning, the embarrassed woman went to the office of Mr. Washington at the Institute, and she apologized profusely. And he said, occasionally, I enjoy a little manual labor. Besides, he said, it's always nice to do something for a friend. She shook his hand warmly and assured him that his meek and gracious attitude had really revealed his heart. Not long after, she showed her admiration by persuading some wealthy acquaintances to join her in donating hundreds of thousands of dollars to Tuskegee Institute. This story is familiar to some, and others you're sitting there wondering if you've ever been this woman. But I want to focus on that man today. The man and how he responded to the woman. He responded with humility, and many of us in that situation would probably not even get to be in the position of Booker T because we would never agree to chop wood for her. That's where a good definition of humility would serve us well. Now, let me be clear to what humility is not. The reason I even have to say this is today, many of us think that humility is somehow an outward showing of weakness. Humility is not that. It's not walking with our heads low. In fact, if you're in Christ, He gives you confidence, you ought to be walking with your head high. It's not look, it's not, not looking at someone in the eye. We don't walk around looking to the ground. We're in Christ. It's not talking low, it's not doing the Pope walk. I used to, when I was younger, I I call it the Pope Walk. I used when I first found out who the Pope was and I would see him on TV, I thought that that, maybe that was a posture of being humble, um, not realizing that was just old age and he was just, you know, (laughs) yeah. And the kids, my kids now, uh, they always talk to me about my posture. In fact, um, if you ever see me trying to adjust my shoulders, they tell me my posture is terrible. Um, I don't know where they learned it from. I didn't teach it that. Maybe mom, maybe mom did, but um, it's not doing that Pope walk, sort of just hung over, like, you know, down and, and acting as if you're lowly. It's not putting yourself down. We have a lot of people think, that think that putting themselves down is a way in which they are being humble, and it's not. In our passage today, the Apostle Paul helps us to see what humility really is. He shifts his focus from chapter 1, verse 12, which is about the need. He's talking about the need to withstand pressure. And he he says that the the way that we withstand pressure in the church is through unity. That's a word in itself. It's through unity. It's, it's, It's that togetherness. And then he brings it into chapter 2. And he says, he splits the passage into two parts. The first part of the passage, he's, yeah, we're going to talk about how he's coming down from heaven. The second part of the passage is he's coming from heaven to earth, right? So the first part of the passage, it's the incarnation. The second part of the um, passage um, is what he's calling his, his glorification, so he splits the two. So he continues the unity theme here as he talks about these four if statements. Did you notice at the beginning it sounds, he said, if you're this, if you're that, he's, he's not talking about, he's not really asking a question. It's more of a command. It, it, the statement sounds as if they're questions, but Paul is saying in a nutshell, we're all in Christ, And we have these things in common. So when he says if, he says, if you're united in Christ. So we're in Christ, so we're united in Christ. Two, we're comforted by his love. Each of us has a love for God and God loves us. That's part of being the body of Christ. If you didn't know he loves you, you know now he loves you. Next, he says, we're all in fellowship through the Holy Spirit. I'm still in verse one. We're all in fellowship through the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that allows us to be in fellowship. God, ha- And then he goes on to say, if he's been tender and compassionate, right? He, and basically, has he shown mercy towards you? As the body of Christ, he's shown mercy towards each and every one of us whether we had a really great life or really we had a really hard life. He has shown mercy and love to us. And that's what Paul is saying. He is saying, we are the body of Christ. And if any of these things are true, which they are, we all have this common experience of grace. All of these are true today. Would you agree? They are. And because they are, Paul says, my joy must be complete. By this, by being like-minded. He was their spiritual father. So he was saying, you guys know this stuff. Now put it into your daily lives. He's saying the same love, being in one spirit and of one mind. In other words, be unified. Again, the theme again is unity. Then he gets into what we really want to see today. He says, number one, he says, do not do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. So what is he talking about here? He's talking about your intentions. He's talking about my intentions. Part of being selfless is having good intentions. Some of you are doing the right thing, but for selfish reasons. We're not to move in our service to God based on any status that we have in the workplace or in the church, or how it will make us look. We don't move because it will make us look good or bad. We don't move because there's, uh, there's some type of position in which I need to protect or, or to be because this is what the world says we should be. We don't move like that. This is what it means to do nothing out of our need for success or our pride in our lives, to puff ourselves up. So what does that look like? Let me give it to you from Scripture. So you know it's God's words. Jesus, when he addressed the Pharisees, m- remember what he talked about his habits, their habits of praying uh, to be heard by others. Right? He got on them for that. Don't go out there and you're praying. You're not really sitting there praying to God. You're praying so that others can hear you. Jesus also addressing those who were giving those who were giving publicly to be seen. They were giving publicly to be seen by others. So he said, when you give to the needy, do not announce it. You don't need to let everybody know. And I love it because it's God's word, so I can, I can, I can tell it to you, and, and it's, uh, I know that it's truth. Right. He says, when you give to the needy, don't announce it. And then he goes on in that same passage in Matthew. He says, um, don't fast in a way that draws attention to yourself. She's sitting there just sort of like, you know, oh, I'm fasting today and uh, this is hard. And you know, that's between you and God, right? Amen. Now, if somebody sees it, right, I, I know what I'm like when I'm, when I'm hungry. Um, that's another story, but you ought not to announce it or anything to draw attention to yourself. In this church, we draw attention to Christ. Amen. That's what I learned when, we got, when I got here, and we continue to do it over the years. In essence, what he's saying is, don't practice your righteousness in front of others, or, you'll, or he, he ends with, or you'll have no reward in heaven. Those are all good things. We know it, right? Praying is good. Giving is good. Fasting is good. We 're in the middle of a forty day of prayer and fasting now, but when we become the focus of that action it 's a problem right? so in other words, stop trying to promote yourself try stop trying to elevate yourself that 's a word for somebody today. I thank God that he didn 't give me too much too soon i um at one point uh, in one church i uh, was called into our pastor's office. And as I was called into the pastor's office, I went in there and three of our, the, the deacons were sitting in there and the pastor. And uh, he said, you know, Jason, sit down. And I was like, okay. No, I I didn't, didn't do anything wrong. All right. <laughs> Not that I can remember. Uh, but I was sitting there and so he said, sit down. And he said, um, in, in a nutshell, he said, listen, we, we've been looking and we, we would like for you to serve in our body as a deacon, and I'm, this is my first three years of being saved. I don't know much about the church. I just know that I love God. I just know that I've gave my life to Him. I just know that I want to serve Him. And so I said, "You know, fine." He said, "Okay." So this is what we're going to do. This is the plan. We're we're going to take you through a um, sort of a vetting phase, right? And um, basically, what they did is they said, "You're you're on." sort of like a, I guess it would be like 90-day, you know, sort of like when you start a new job, right? And they said you're on probation, so to speak, is what they were basically saying. And so I said, okay. Um, And so we agreed. We talked about it. It was a longer conversation with that, right? I can't go into all of that right now. But bottom line is they said, okay, um, so you and your brother Abdul are going to be um, in, this, in the same boat, so we want to introduce you guys. I already knew him in this and that. And so, my, one of my first jobs is they said, um, So we need you to meet on Wednesday night. We want both of you guys to come down here. We had rented a facility from um, a church um, and a building, and so we were sitting in there. And then my first job was to come, and there were these bathrooms that we needed to clean. The, 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 the facilities was separate from the church. It was across the street. So it was separate. We had our own parking lot, everything like that. So we're in there and we get there and there's like, you need to come and we clean the men's and the women's ba- bathrooms. So I thank God because what happens is, is humili- the way that God helps us to be humble people is not that we just say we're humble, right? So, oh yeah, I'm, I'm humble. Um, it's not just saying you're humble. It doesn't just happen overnight, right? But he takes us through a process, It's a process, and I thank God he didn't give me too much too soon. I was in there, and I was cleaning those bathrooms, and I tell you no joke, I loved it. I was in there looking, you know, you get the big buckets of water with soap, and I'm throwing it on the walls and on the thing, making sure everything's cleaned off. Why? Because that's what I was called to do, and I'm going to make sure it looks good in here. And I was proud of that. And, and, and then also I grew up with a mom who made us uh, clean the bathroom, scrub the bathroom every weekend. So my wife always t- talks to me like I don't, my mom taught me how to take care of myself. I don't, you know what I mean? And so I know, I know, how, I know how to cook for myself and I, didn't. I don't do it anymore. So I, 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 I am on audio and she is watching, so I don't cook anymore. I just want to say I, learned, I know how to do it. Um, but... But the whole idea there is that I was sitting there serving. And and listen, you can't get upset when God is taking you through that process. There was times, I kid you not, probably four out of five times, Abdul did not show up. For about 15 minutes, I would wait. And you know what I did? I went and took the little church's radio, little tiny radio. I put on some music that time. We had some cassette tapes. I put on whatever I was listening to at the time. Kirk Franklin, Gospel Gangster, whatever it was. And and then I would put it in there and I would start to um, listen to it. And I'd just be in there, just mopping, cleaning and doing that. You get the picture. Whatever you do, and I'll talk about this when we talk about uh, serving wholeheartedly, whatever you do, do it for the glory of God, right? Do it for the glory of God. And when others are around you, right? I'm not gonna sit here and act like it wasn't a big deal that Abdul didn't show up. You know, that was, uh, first of all, I want to be with somebody else. It's fun, right? You're with somebody else, we, can, we would laugh and things like that. Um, so I had to, he test my attitude and, and how, you know, how was I going to react when somebody else didn't show up? You're there to serve God, no matter what anybody else is doing, all right? You get the point. Then he goes on to say, rather in humility, here we go, value others more highly than yourselves. Now, to value others more highly uh, than ourselves does not mean you look down on yourself, putting yourself down, as we said. We tend to look at humility and say, oh, that's easy to recognize. That's pride and that's arrogance. You know the type. However, there's an equivalent to pride and arrogance that is also not humility, and it's called being self-absorbed or being preoccupied with oneself. You are this person, or you may know this person. If every time you say something, someone says something negative, you're wondering if they're talking about you. Every time someone disagrees with you, you think it's about you. You lose it when someone has an opinion that's different than your own. If you're sitting next to someone like that, just keep looking straight. (laughs) Every rejection, every interaction, every relationship, you send through the filter of self. That is not humility. This is not the selfishness we heard about in our opening story with Booker T. It's all unhealthy. We all struggle with these categories. Let me, let me make that clear. There's times where we're, we could be arrogant. There's times where we could be prideful. And there's definitely times where we can be self-absorbed at some point in our lives. The antidote to this is laying down our lives for one another, as we saw in John 15. You may not have to ever literally die for another person, but we can do that through placing others above our own personal comfort, our own ease, our own convenience, and simple things. right? Men, every man in here, whether you're married or not, you can relate. You bet you've had a long day at the beach, right? It's the end of the day. It's freezing. Everybody's clothes are wet. We're trying to get warm. Your your uh, your wife or your daughter says that they they're cold. What do you do? Take off your jacket and you give it to them. And little things, right? Putting them first, making sure they're okay. Now, if you're me, you know, after you give that jacket away, I'm going to be hustling, right? Because I'm, I'm a California boy. I, I, know, I know a lot about heat. I'm not, I'm not good with cold. But humility is found when you're willing to serve someone at the most inconvenient time and when it costs you a little something. It's not always convenient. It's not always convenient to get here early. It's not always convenient to, to go out and be able to do something after service. It's not always convenient, but it's definitely worth it. Verse four says, "We're not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of others." Looking to the interests of others isn't always an easy thing to do, and especially in the twenty-first we're, we're, century, we're hardwired, right, to put ourselves first and to look at everything we need to, everything we do, as to what I need, what Jason needs, what Jason wants. Right? You can say that for yourself, say your name, what you need, what you want. But it takes an in- intentional effort to train ourselves to take a step back and truly care about the lives of others. Don't just say it. It's not enough to say I'm here. Serving with humility means you plan, you prepare, you put your effort in. I can do this, and when it's time, be there. Be on time. Do it with all that you've got. I'm going to what I'm, I'm going to uh, what I'm what I need uh, to do is to put something in front of you. Sometimes that means um, initiating. Sometimes you have to initiate on your own, right? You can't wait for somebody to come and grab you. Now, we're a loving church and we, we, we're a praying church and we're a praying uh, board and, uh, of, of leaders, of uh, elders who lead our church and pastors who come alongside uh, to lead our church. But let me tell you, we, we can't necessarily come up to every single person. You have to initiate. You have to, uh, Elder Zeke said it earlier, in the heart, Out of your heart, come and initiate. I love the message uh, for verses three through four. This is what the message says. It says, don't push yourself to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. I love that. Help others get ahead. I love to see others get ahead in their walk with, with God and what God has for them. If you're in a position to do so, give people opportunities, maybe an opportunity that, that you're afforded, that you can pivot and help them with. It's a blessing to know that the God of the universe in this passage loves us enough, cares for us enough that for, him to, for him to come down from his throne, put on flesh, come into our daily experience and allow us to put him to death And then as Paul says in verse 6, Jesus, being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. To his own advantage. It's easy for us to think that any privilege or authority that we have, we've earned. You kidding me? Jesus says that we're not acting in humility when we, when we give up that privilege. That's when, when we're acting in humility when we give that privilege up, or that authority, that entitlement to serve others in the body. Jesus took on the very nature of a servant, one of the lowest positions in all of history. 2,000, 4,000 years, he made himself nothing. And what did God do in return? Look at verse 9. God exalted him to the highest place. Gave him the name that is above all names. The junior and the team just led us in that. That the name of Jesus, that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue acknowledge that Jesus is our Lord. Stand with me. As we close today... I want to ask you two questions. One is, during this week, have you thought about anyone besides yourself? And number two, did your actions this week resemble anything that we learned today? Let's just take a moment before we pray and ask yourself that question. And if the answer to any of those two questions is no, that's okay. You're going to pray about it. You're not going to leave it here cuz I believe this word is going to fall on good ground because it's God's word. And I believe throughout the week you're going to address that. But ask yourself those two questions. Bow your heads. Close your eyes. Father, so grateful for you. We're grateful, God, that you have done so much for us. You have showed us great examples of how we are to live, how we are to be. And specifically today, God, we just want to come before you, Lord as we think about the questions of did I think about anybody else this week besides myself? Besides my own? And do our lives resemble Philippians chapter two, verses one through 11? God, for those of us who would say yes, partially, pray, Father, that you reveal to us how we can get better. Reveal to us the things that we can't see. And God, for those of us who said, no, I I really just have not thought about anybody else besides myself this week. It's been a hard week. But God, we know that regardless of how hard the week was, you call us, Lord, to put others before ourselves. And if the body of Christ is doing that for one another, everybody is covered. And so we thank you for that, Lord. Help us this week, Lord, to give ourselves away, to do what you've called us to do in the word today, Lord. God, we thank you. We praise you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in that in mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm.